Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's shaking? This shirt really makes my eyes look very blue. Oh, wow. Well, that's great for a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd mention I'm looking at myself on screen and going, wow, my eyes are really blue. They're not actually that blue in person. But <laughs> okay. What's but funny hey, is, is her, she's wearing a, a rainbow shirt with <laughs> unicorns on it and clouds. And see, they don't know, Kelly. You can say that you're not, but they don't know because I am saying it first. So what you don't know is that you have just described a T-shirt that I saw three seconds before I came on to this podcast from a TikToker who does Gen X stuff. And the T-shirt said, fuck you. It was a rainbow with a rider on a horse at the end. And inside the rainbow, it says, and the horse you rode in on. So you just described the t-shirt. You pulled that right out of my head. Yep, I did. We are, we are connected. We are, we're making we're vibing, this happen. Baby, we're we're vibing. vibing. We're vibing. But we are not the only ones here vibing today no. on Spirit Sherpa. No, Charlemagne is laughing her ass off quietly in the background. Indeed I am. <laughs> I'm lolling, but you can't see Charlemagne. Hi. Nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> quietly snickering under her breath, going, mm, don't be noisy, don't be noisy. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. We are so happy to have you here. Thank you. As always, it's wonderful to be here with the both of you. And uh, today, especially because we're going to talk about one of my favorite, favorite 
things in the whole wide world. Oh, in the whole wide world. What do we got today? The use of aromatics, particularly essential oils in magic and the origins of that and how you too can harness the power and understand the the potential of using them in your magic. So where does one start? Well, here's I'll, I'll give you a little history because I think that's important to understanding sort of how we come to this in terms of magic. So this started, as far as we can tell, in recorded history around 4500 BCE in Egypt. The Egyptians were all about utilizing aromatics. And you think about where that is in the world, it is a hot, hot place. If you think about lots of people being in a hot, hot place, you know that you might not want to smell that. So part of what brought the Egyptians, <laughs> truth, part of what brought the Egyptians into using essential oils was actually hygiene, not just for the scent, but also because many, many, many of the common plants that you can extract oil from in low-tech methods, which is what they had, are also antiviral, antibacterial. So they were also using them medicinally. As they did with honey. Exactly, as a preservative. And and in yeah. fact, you can find honey extractions uh, or honey-infused plant material, which also became very aromatic. And the our ancient formulas of that are still um, available to be read not necessarily to be used, but one could make them if they could get their hands on them, which when I worked for the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston, as well as when I spent time at the British Museum, I made absolute certain to get these recipes as many as I could, which is also part of what led me to the journey that I was on regarding creating or recreating ancient formulas. So we know that the ancients gave correspondences to nearly everything. Because of trade routes, the Egyptians ended up influencing the Greeks and the Romans and their use of aromatics as well, which had already begun but expanded dramatically because Egypt was where so much of this was taking place to the point where it became an art form. And they started offering up aromatics to their gods in their temples. So they would both put them on their bodies. They would um, blend them with all types of waxes and melt. You've often seen maybe if you have hieroglyphics of people with these cones on their heads. But these are our waxes infused with oils and aromatics. And so in the heat, if you can imagine this, it's kind of fascinating. In the heat, they would drip down into their hair, which was often wigs. And then they'd have tremendously, brilliantly scented wigs. And they would waft this oil far and wide. And so the priesthood also used these things, again, for cleansing. You cleanse, when we think about cleansing with herbs and things of smudging, they would do this with plant material, but also tremendously with resins and oils. So we know that this is also the hotbed of where use of things like frankincense and myrrh and dragon's blood and a whole host of resins comes from and was used again, aromatically, magically. So when we think about modern use, as this came down in time through the centuries, it was refined to the point where then we made things like perfumes. But still, we are at this place of how are we distilling the plants and what are we doing with them? Um, brilliantly, an Englishman named Nicholas Culpepper, I'm just going to skip way ahead. Nicholas Culpepper in the 17th century started to categorize these things based on his research into ancient cultures and started to give them planetary um, correspondences. 
And so this is where we get the first books about how, for instance, you would say that frankincense was solar, dedicated to the sun. And this is where we start to really get them also categorized for medicine. So when medicine still had an esoteric component to it before it became the kind of science it is now, people would still medicate in alignment with what they thought the planets would be doing based in astrology and how astrology maps out on the body. And there's lots of information about that too. And so if you were sick and you, let's just stay with frankincense for a while, had a a depression and you wanted to lift the spirits, you would think of things that were bright and light. So you would use things that were connected to the sun. You'd use frankincense. You would use orange. Orange is one of the most uplifting scents. And in fact, if you think about peeling an orange, it's hard to be sad. They're juicy, delicious, and they have this brightness, right? Same thing with lemon and the majority of the citrus. So I did a little research years ago on the citruses, and uh, both grapefruit and orange are supposed to be antidepressives. And indeed they are. Both of them are. So you see this kind of takes you down a, a path. It works and has worked, and we know that it's worked for many, many hundreds of years. And so for people who want to get into using these things magically, if you start to think about whatever it is that you want to be doing, I mean, again, stay again with uplift the spirits. Perhaps you're going through a challenging time and you wish to uplift the spirits. You would put together a blend that used oils that were in alignment with the sun. Or if you were having a harder time and you wanted something for your heart, you were having a heart sadness, you would look at things that were aligned with Venus. So you would look at rose this soft floral scent, right? Rose. You would look at any number of things like in that category. Rose geranium is another one, these lovely soft scents that feel good and you smell them. Or if you needed some energy, you'd look at things that were maybe a little more Martian. You would look at things that were hot. You'd look at things that were Jupiter uh, for things where you wanted to expand the mind. So this continues to go on and on based very much in connection to astrology. So again, for the modern practitioner, depending on what it is you're looking to do to help to boost or enhance your work, you might start incorporating essential oils. So now if somebody wanted to figure out what those correspondences were, is there a book or a chart or something that you can recommend that people might be able to get the info from? Absolutely. So one of the very best, and because again, you know that I kind of a bookie, per, a bookish person. I do. Um, why one I asked. Of, <laughs> yes. One <laughs> of the. Know. Again, if Culpepper is not your cup of tea, and again, that requires a lot of work, and it's not always an easily accessible book. However, one of the people who did a phenomenal modern book was someone who I actually had the great pleasure and honor to do some work with when he was alive, which is Scott Cunningham. Scott Cunningham has written several phenomenal books on oils and their correspondences. Pretty much anything you want to learn in the beginning phases of any magical working is Scott Cunningham. (laughs) He is just like the encyclopedia, you know, the encyclopedia of Cunningham. Yeah, he was a big inspiration for me. In fact, he was the first person I, I learned to make incense and oils from directly when he was alive. Yeah, I mean, really a phenomenal human being. So that is one of the very best books. It's incredibly accessible. You can look things up by the planet. You can look things up by the astrological sign. You can look things up by what it is you want to do. If you want a protection blend, it's there. If you want, I mean, it's all right there. And I would recommend pretty much anything in those books. If you didn't feel like having to do a lot of experimentation and you wanted an easy entrance to this, 
And another book that's more for more advanced students, I'd say go grab your Aleister Crowley 777 because it also gives you the God forms and how they align. And once you start to learn how to read, I could just, when we talk about Crowley at some point, the whole 777 is one of the most astounding books for the magical practitioner that you can own. And I would say if there's one book, one, that book, if you wanted to understand how the different gods relate to one another, how the different oils, colors, everything, it's right there in that book once you learn how to read it. But it's complicated because it's connected to the Kabbalah. But back to oils. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, um, we'll talk about Crowley in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, another time. Um, yeah, we, we've got him yeah, on the schedule. <laughs> absolutely. And thankfully. So and the other thing that I feel like I must be responsible for as someone who is also an aromatherapist is to say, ladies and gentlemen, no matter what anyone tells you, please, I beg of you, be sure to use all essential oils cut in carrier oil because they are so strong and medicinal that you can get actually, depending on the oil, you can create a burn a physical skin burn. Some of them are phototoxic, which means if you go out in the sun and these are on your body, you can create a burn or even bleach your skin. And there's allergies. And so if you think about this for a moment, again, it takes several hundred pounds of some of these plants to make one ounce of oil. So just think about this. This is the highly concentrated lifeblood of the plants, which is also a reason why they're excellent for magic because they are so concentrated that a little goes a long way. And what many practitioners really have to start to train themselves to do is to work with subtle energies, emphasis on subtle. You really start to feel the energy of the plant. You start to create relationships to these plants. And when you're starting, you don't need any more than eight to 10 oils to have really what you need to make a whole host of blends. And it's remarkable. Then you've got so many combinations that you can make. And what would those eight to 10 starter oils be if you had to sort of pull them straight up, up of your head? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I would absolutely have some cedar oil, an excellent high quality, preferably an Atlas cedar. And I'm going to think about oils that are within the price range. There's a few that are going to be expensive. I would recommend spending the money on a high quality frankincense. Just nothing compares to it. It's exceptional. Have yourself a good orange oil. Like you were saying, orange is phenomenal. Rose geranium instead of rose. It's It'll do very similar things. That is, that is that four? Let's keep going. A lemon oil, have a lemon oil. Have a peppermint oil, for sure. Have a eucalyptus oil. Some people like, if you're a person who likes patchouli, patchouli is a very useful oil. If you're not a fan of patchouli, use vetiver. Both are accessible and both are very grounding. They're both root chakra, base notes, extremely handy oils. Um, I would recommend juniper and I think that might be 10 because I'm not counting. I think that's 11, but yeah. You can win for extra It was 11, but one was a double whammy. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case, because some people are really adversely against patchouli. Patchouli. Uh, you know, it is sometimes called hippie stank. And if you don't get high quality oils, it will stink. It's not, it's not friendly. Whereas vetiver is a root of a grass and it's a very earthy smell without having that same kind of. Whew. So. These would be the 10 I would start with. And you could make something for nearly every planet with those. And I'm just, I was thinking about them as I was listing them. And I think we got everybody. We got everybody. So that's a good starter kit. Is there a, is there a brand that you recommend versus another one? Or how does somebody know if they have a high quality oil? Excellent question. First of all, what you're looking for is if you're looking for oils, you want to make sure that it says on the label, pure essential oil. 
And part of the problem is in America, the labeling laws are not good. You're allowed to get away with a lot here. Anything that says fragrance oil, you do not want. It is not going to be an essential oil. It is literally a fragrance. That is not a real oil. Um, there are several brands that are easy to get at grocery stores. So I'm going to list them and that, that are of quality, that are at least of a quality to begin with. You could start, most grocery stores have or acacia. I know that they've got it in most Whole Foods. I know they've got it at Sprouts. Um, I would highly recommend Simplers also is an excellent, excellent brand. They also do some organics. Um, or acacia now has an organic line too. Um, if you're looking to go a little more high end, you could go with Aroma Land, which I've used, and also um, Mountain Rose Herbs, which is an excellent herb company, and they are online. Some stores have them. When I was at Cambridge Naturals, I did some ordering from them, from them, and they have them too. So that's a pretty good place to start, you know, without without breaking the bank. How important is it to go high end versus not? I think for the average human being, you don't really need to. I would say though, to be careful, anything you put on your skin gets in your blood and you really want to be aware of that. So you want to use oils that are extracted, not chemically, cold pressed, steam distilled, CO2. When you start to get into some of the other things, get a little funky. Also, enfluage, which is um, an old fashioned way of doing it, which the Egyptians used to do, which is you have a layer of fat and you lay down cheesecloth Again, think about this. And then you put down, oh, you know, a couple hundred pounds of rose or jasmine or whatever, something delicate. And the heat extracts the essentials in the plant material, which is then thrown away. And then the oil is left and you melt this down. And there's a whole huge process that you can go through. But the average person, you don't see that very much anymore. This is very, very old fashioned. Also, anyone who's telling you, and I should be clear about this, in this country and in most countries that are evolved, and I do feel comfortable saying that, you will not find civet oil, which is extracted from a living cat that is now, you know, not a living cat, as well as ambergris, which is part of the whaling uh, industry, and um, musk from the deer musk, from musk deer. These things are not real. If you're seeing them, you know you're dealing with chemicals and to buy or beware. Again, if anyone's telling you that it is that, one of two things is either they're a big fat liar or they're doing something illegal and they're harming an animal and you may want to think about that impacting your magic. And then you said you want carrier oils. So what are the carrier oils that you would recommend? So uh, you're, you're presumably mixing them. Yes, you are. And in fact, yes. If it's easier, I mean, trying to, I could actually post a little something with a very simple diagram about how to do that safely. I could send that or I can send it to you um, in terms of how many drops per ounce. If you want to put it into a Google Doc, we, yeah, can, we can make that available. As, absolutely, because yeah. it's going to vary depending yeah. on what you're doing. But I would say your highest quality carrier oils are going to be um, in order of the best. Jojoba oil is your very best carrier oil. It is more expensive and there is a reason for it. It is an oil that comes from a seed. It has a natural occurring vitamin E, which acts as a natural preservative. It is your very best carrier oil. It is skin friendly. Most people can handle it on their skin and it's very easily extracted, generally a cold press. So it's easy. Another one that you'll see a lot very commonly is you'll see almond oil, sweet almond oil. Again, it's one of those things where all of these things can go rancid and you want to keep them airtight 
away from light, away from heat, away from humidity as much as possible. Um, and not in your refrigerator. Uh, generally not. No, no, because it can get yeah. humidity. And once you've got water in your oil, you have a disaster. Um, I would also recommend some people like to use avocado oil. It's a very rich oil for massage. And I might make a blend of avocado jojoba and sweet almond oil. Also apricot kernel oil can be good. So those, those are good to start with. And if you're Ayurvedic, some people like to use a sesame seed, not toasted sesame seed, but straight up cold pressed sesame seed oil can also be good. And those are easily accessible. And if you like to make sprays, if you don't want something on your skin, you can make a great thing with distilled water and maybe a little bit of um, brandy. A lot of people, that's old school, used to make colognes that way. So you can do that. And those have a shelf life that that can last a long time. And if you're spraying them also, you're going to use it, you're going to go through it more quickly. And then you get to use one of the antique glass perfume bottles. Yes, you do. It also just occurred to me, oh, into my list. So let's call it a, a dozen. Lavender. Everyone should have lavender oil. I nearly forgot lavender. Everyone should have Which lavender oil. So soothing and so quieting and you know, still great for practicing your presence and your stillness and your meditation and just for relaxing at the end of a stressful day. Yeah. And also it is an oil that is given often to mercury. And so for people who have stress about public speaking, it's one of the best that you can use. It's wonderful for the nervous system. And again, all of the mercury things. So all of the communication things, I recommend people put it in their car for stressful driving. Also, it won't put you to sleep and yet it's relaxing. It's very soothing. And again, mercury. So we're connecting. If we want to do our little prayer to like mercury, get me where I'm going. You've got that extra boost right there with your lavender. You've got a little car diffuser. So there's a little idea, a little magic idea right there. There's probably a lot more that we could go if you were given specific recipes, but I'm not sure we'd want to go down that road. You know, if it's something where if people were interested and we were having a discussion, I could certainly, again, if you wanted to have a discussion in the Spirit Triple group, I could pop a few things in there for people. I'd be more than happy to. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And maybe maybe we can work out something where you could maybe go live and talk about there yeah i could do that in the group yeah i could do that yeah mm-hmm. where people could ask questions in real time and, absolutely yeah, we could arrange that might that. be good that'd right? be fun right so and uh, yeah so if you're not in the group the spiritual podcast group in in facebook if you go searching for it that's how you find it yeah and it is also in the show notes every week so you can get the links there and go and join and have fun and maybe see a live facebook live on oils and aromatherapy mm-hmm. yeah because i will say also one of the yeah, most there's a whole host of stuff one of the most powerful practices that we can also have is personal anointing and blessing practices and that is again one of the most uh important things that when i was teaching a lot more about aromatherapy that when we start our day with an oil that is aligned with our intention we really are setting the vibration of our being to a different level and the power of essential oils i remember going mm-hmm. That's Sorry. I, I, I remember going to your full moon circles in Boston and inevitably there was an anointing at some point. And it, it literally does. It takes you into an altered space because for one, you know, we, we don't do this. It's not something that we do on a regular basis. And so because of that, it's special. Right. And anytime you have something that is unique to a specific environment, it becomes 
anchored through neuro-linguistic programming to that environment. And so when you're in this alternative space and you do anointing, then the act of anointing takes you into the alternative space, right? It, it becomes married. They become married together. And so, uh, you know, it was a very powerful way to walk into the space and to have it be uh, consecrated, if you will, um, and, and to do that. So the act of personal anointing is, in fact, quite powerful. Indeed. In and way. the other thing is that our sense of smell is connected to the oldest part of the brain the lizard brain, people talk about this, right? And part of what's happening is memories connected there. So when we start to anoint specifically for ritual, in fact, we do create a place where we can instantly get into that altered state because we know where we're going to go. We know what we're about to do. We're preparing the body, the mind, the energy field in an entirely different fashion from nearly any other activity that we participate in. And so there are certain oils, right, that I would have and still do have and make that are for very particular types of rituals, because what it does is it creates almost an instant alignment of body, mind, and spirit. And it's very harmonizing. Almost all the, the um, no, it's not entirely true, but many of the really powerful magicians I know work with oils. So, and there's a reason for that, right? Because magic goes outside of the bounds of normal reality. And when you tap into magic, there is something about it that is all-encompassing. It goes through every aspect of your life, right? It's everything becomes connected when you step fully into the magical realm. You, you start to see the interconnectedness of all things. And the, the access to that primal brain, to that lizard brain, is an entrance point into that interconnectedness because it takes you into your animal self and your animal self really knows on a core level that the connections are there. And this, so it's, it's, it's bringing all those pieces together and accessing that instinct. Right. And so there's, there's a lot to be said for, for stepping into that and using it as a doorway into the greater experience of magic. I often think that part of what essential oils help us to do is transcend and transform. There's a way in which the language of the earth is alive within all of this plant material. And so it's a direct download into your system when you anoint or when you smudge. So there's a whole host of ways that you can utilize these oils. You know, for exa another example is when you're anointing tools, when you're blessing tools. One of the things that I'll do when I get a new crystal is I will clean it. I will give it its moon bath, its sun bath. And then depending on what it is and what it's used for, I will figure out the correct correspondence planetarily and I will anoint with that oil. It's part of creating relationship. And it's a phenomenal practice that really, again, helps you to have various levels of not only alignment, but also, again, you're you're getting as much as you possibly can towards your working. The more tools that you have, the more layers you can put on, depending on what you want to do, what your mean, what your intended outcomes are, if that makes sense. Yeah. That is very, very cool. Well, this has been wonderful as always, Charlemagne. Thank you so much. Kelly, is there anything you want to, you want to let people know about as we come to a wrap up here? Just a reminder to join the mailing list. Mm. 
So uh, go to kellysparta.com and join the mailing list because you get a reminder of all the podcasts in case you miss them. You also get any articles that have been published over the previous month. You get a whole host of additional materials, you know, when I get it. So I've been doing interviews on other people's podcasts and things like that. And so you get all those links as well. And, uh, you know, anytime we're, once we get back to actually doing retreats, <laughs> you'll get notified of the retreats. And, and uh, you know, occasionally I send out, hey, this is, you know, important for you to know, pay attention sort of emails. I don't, I don't spam people. In fact, you're, you're lucky to get one a month from me. So you don't have to worry about it. it's a, it's a heavy duty mail process because it ain't. So, but uh, please join the mailing list and, and come and join the podcast Facebook group and please share and rate the podcast and leave comments so that other people can find it. We really appreciate that. Excellent. Oh, perfect. Well, this has been awesome. Kelly, Kellyism as we head out here. Behold, there is magic all around you. And that's not <laughs> mine. That's Abigail Spinner. And <laughs> if you haven't looked up that song, you should. It's amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that is behold, there's magic all around us so that you find it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. It's one. Of I those. always behold. say you, but it's us. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Charlemagne Tremont, and you have been listening to Spirit Chirpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Loving you and knowing you share with a condition. Each mile I travel over 13,000 miles. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions, with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space and you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. 
your future awaits.